Hello, everyone. It's time for Van Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis. This is episode 280, season 12. Today's date is December 2nd, 2023. And welcome to the show. On today's program, uh, this topic is a a little unusual. Um, It's about, I'm going to talk about the unsolved case of actress Karen Kupsonant. Uh, she was the daughter of uh, that famous uh, columnist from the Chicago Sun-Times, Irv Kufsonant. And uh, she had a brief acting career, and uh, she was murdered. Uh, so uh, I found this story very fascinating. I, uh, so I'll get into more detail uh, later on about her and why I find this fascinating. You know, and then I will talk about her. Also, I will talk about my memories of Chicago department stores, of uh, their gift certificates, you know, way back in the past, you know, not gift cards, gift certificates. And I think I touched on this subject before, uh, probably last Christmas or the Christmas before. Eh, have a good one. I'll, I'll talk about this again. But right now, uh, the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Cool Whip. <laughs> And this is from 1980, and this is from at the this is set at the Tucker Inn, and uh, with Sarah Tucker. And when I come back, uh, I will explain the actress who plays her and the product. So sit back and relax, and I'll be right back, folks. Thank you. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. How about some Christmas cheer, Tucker style? Look at all those desserts. Could I have some spice cake, please? Sure. Date nut cake, please. That apple pie looks like my mother's. Homemade topping and all. Only I use Cool Whip. Mmm, tastes fresh as homemade. That's why I wouldn't use anything else. Can I have some more Cool Whip? (laughs) All you want. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas from Tucker Inn. Happy New Year. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Coolip, one of my favorite products. <laughs> uh, that woman that was in the commercial, that's none other than uh, Marge Redman, the actress who played Sarah Tucker. She was in those commercials from the, in the 70s, uh, like, you know, the mid-70s and the early 80s. She had a great uh, career in TV. Uh, she was best known as Sister Jacqueline on The Flying Nun. I used to watch that show when I was a kid, you know, with Sally Field. And uh, she did a lot of uh, 
television appearances, you know, and uh, yeah, she, she, you know, she did a lot of uh, stage work, uh, some movies, and uh, yeah, she was great. She's like a very nice lady. Uh, and she passed away on February uh, 2020, and she was uh, 95 years old. Oh, she lived a long life. So, uh, yeah, so if you want to see uh, commercials about Cool Whip with her, they're right there, if you like. That's for Cool Whip, the product uh, that's been introduced in 1966. Uh, it's a whip topping. Some it's non-dairy uh, Cool Whip. It's real good, but, you know, when you have real whipped cream, oh, it's fattening. <laughs> And uh, it's it's good, but you know it's acceptable. You know you put it on your uh, your pie, Jello. Uh, what else? Pudding. I love pudding on that. It's good. And uh, you know it's still around. I remember they made uh, all kinds of uh, uh, flavors uh, like French vanilla, chocolate, the cinnamon, um, cheesecake. Yeah. All that. So it's still, uh, yeah, but I like it. It really does. Huh? It depends on, uh, <laughs> you know, what you're, uh, what you're liking on that. Okay. All right. At the beginning of the program, I mentioned I'm going to talk about the unsolved case of actress uh, Karen Cupsonet and my memories of Chicago department stores department store uh, gift certificates. Before I get started, I have an el- a health update. Yeah. I went to my urologist Wednesday and uh, everything went fine. Uh, I explained what happened. And I'm sure he's aware. Um, he was aware of this. Uh, there was, uh, I still take medications. There was a gap of the second medication extending. I didn't take it from like mid-August to like late September. So it was like a month, almost like a month and a half. And I didn't, because of the insurance, it was something goofy. It's something new. I can't go into it. It's just, it was a pain in the butt. And uh, they were trying to prove, disapprove, and it was a mess. So I we, I just wait. I just waited for that. And then finally it was approved. And then I, re, and I resumed taking the medication late September. So I went in, uh, the garage says, yeah, your PSA went up, you know, it's about 4.6, but it's due to that. Yeah. He, he thinks it's that it's probably nothing, nothing else. So, and so he says, just keep taking it because it, that takes effect about two to three months to really kick in to work, you know? Mm-hmm. So now it's December 2nd. And I resumed it on late this September. So I feel it is starting to work. I feel that. It's because I'm getting a little tired and uh, a little sweaty. Uh, fatigue, not as bad as first. But uh, I do get tired. And uh, But I have a feeling it's uh, starting to work again. So that's great. That's good news. And then uh, he said, every, and then, uh, excuse me, he said, uh, I'm going to go see him in March of next year. That's like, ooh, that's a long time. But I'm going to see my oncologist in February 22nd and see what happens. I will take a blood test before I see him. 
And if the PSA is down, is if it's decreased, you know, below 4.6, uh, everything's okay. If it's not, or if it goes up, or it remains the same, then I think my oncologist will suggest trying a new medication. I hope it's not that, but uh, and I guess what urologist this question it's very important i've heard there's so many treatments out there for this disease that i have the prostate cancer he says yes there are so many introduced and it's wonderful you know not like in the old days you know there are new ones in and uh you have a few to i have a few to choose of or they choose it for me that which is the best for me which is great you know and uh is it was uh so that's wonderful news so yeah, above all i'm doing fine you know i've lost a little weight you know i don't eat as much uh, i'm not hungry i just i eat well so that's good news the funny thing is you know when i weigh myself i'm about the same but i don't feel the same and then and the weight is uh you know and it's goofy but it's the medication i think that's what it is. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's it's nuts. <laughs> oh well. Okay. Uh, second thing I want to mention. Um, last week I went to see Rick Campther. He used to work for the Loop, uh, the radio station. He wrote a book called The Loop Files, and there's a picture of me. I met him last Friday. Uh, nice man, you know, and. Uh, he autographed it for me and uh i started reading the first three chapters and it's wonderful oh if you were a fan of this radio station you know back in the day in the 70s the 80s in the 90s this book is for you it lists all the personalities that worked there thank goodness for that you know that was amazing and i remember some of these people you know and some behind the scenes some were djs uh and uh, hope I'm going to read it again today. Hopefully, I'll resume reading it because it's it's a good book. I recommend it. I recommend buying it if you're a fan of this radio station. When you when you were listening to it when I was when you were a teenager, I did. You know, I listened to the Loop. Uh, that was a fun time as a teenager listening to the radio station. You know, in the '70s and the '80s, huh? But now it's, you know, it's gone. I heard it's on satellite radio or you can get it on your computer. That's fine. It's not the same, but uh, it does live on. But uh, back then it was uh, one of its kind. It's very unique. I'm glad about that. Okay. Oh, so that's it for me. <laughs> now I'll talk about uh, what, what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about actress Karen Cupsonet. Now, you're probably asking me, uh, why, why, are you doing, why are you talking about her? You know, well, for one thing, she was born in Chicago, you know, and she was a daughter of a famous columnist, Irv Cupsonet. You know, from the Chicago Sun Times, he had his own show, the Cups Show. I did a podcast episode about him and the show, and that was uh, that was fun to do. Um, so 
one day I was watching on cable the E! True Hollywood story, and they did a story on her. I think it was about 1999 about her, and I had no idea about this. And I was like, whoa. You know, I saw the commercials. I, I got to watch this. Yeah, and so I recorded it on my DVR, and I watched this, and I go, wow, you know, this is fascinating. You know, I had no idea. You know, and uh, her Hollywood career was very brief. And, uh, you know, she was very pretty. And um, so they they started, they showed clips of uh, her acting credits. They explained where she was born. Um, her nickname was Cookie. You know, that was her name. And uh, a lot of people were interviewed about uh, her, you know, um, the people that were involved in her life, you know, her boyfriend, her uh, friends, you know, and what led up to her untimely death, like that. Um, so I'll give you a, a biography first, and I'll tell you what happened to her. Okay. So here it is. Uh, she was born uh, Roberta Lynn Cupsonet, March 6, 1941. And uh, so she had the brief uh, acting career. And then uh, she made her acting de debut in a Chicago production of The Anniversary Waltz. And then uh, she uh, attended Pine Manor College. That's the name of college. That's located in uh, Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, just for a semester. And then she uh, studied at the Actors Studio in New York City. Yeah, she did that. And it was very, uh, you know, that's probably, uh, per, I don't know if it's prestigious. No idea. <laughs> you know, and she was encouraged by her mom to go, to go, uh, you know, to uh, pursue her dream, you know, to be an actress. And uh, I'm sure Irv Cups in it, eh, I'd probably support her, I guess, you know, like that. And uh, one of her first movies was a bit role in the 1961 Jerry Lewis movie, The Ladies' Man. Oh, that movie was hilarious. <laughs> You know, and uh, you know how Jerry Lewis was. He's like, you know, nah, going nuts and like that. And yeah, she was in that movie. I've seen the movie about one or twice, and I never noticed her in that. I didn't know who she was. And uh, and then she started in a lot of television shows. Okay. Uh, one, but the funny thing about this is that. She uh, she did some she did some of the movies, but she was credited uh, some another name. She wasn't credited Karen Cupson as she was credited as Tammy Windsor. Now I don't know if that's the same person. Maybe it is. We don't know. Uh, I guess so. You know because uh, that's what actors do. You know, they, they, when they get started in the field, you know, they don't go by their real names. They go by their, you know, by their stage names, you know, so stage names. So it might be her. 
so I guess the first film role she had was uh, it was a movie called The Wild and Innocent, excuse me, uh, 1959. And she was uh, she was credited by that. Some of the uh, roles she was in was uncredited. They didn't show that, but she did appear. You know, like for, for example, she was uh, uncredited in the movie "Please Don't Eat the Daisies," based on a TV show in 1960 that starred Doris Day. And she was in that. And also she was surely in that movie Little Shop of Horrors, you know, with Audrey the Plant. <laughs> I've seen the movie about two or three times and I noticed I got to see the movie again. And maybe it is her. I don't know. Could be. Also, uh, she was also in the Andy Griffith show and she played Hannah Carter. And that was in 1960. And... Uh, and it was about uh, a family feud like that. She appeared in the first season, and but she was credited as Tammy Windsor. And I looked at her. I think it's, it's her. I, I think it is. I, I think so. Anyway, uh, she appeared in other TV shows, Wagon Train, General Electric Theater, uh, the Donna Reed Show. Uh, she had a, um, a role in a one-season show. with. Uh, it was called The Gertrude Berg Show. You know, Molly Goldberg, <laughs> if anyone older than me would know that. And yeah, she had a role of Carol. She was in that. And they showed that on Get TV. That's a cable channel. I saw that. She put it on DVD. And she was in it, you know. And she also, and then uh, she appeared in Hawaiian Eye, if you remember that show, um, the Red Skelton show. And then she appeared in The Wide Country. Uh, two one-season shows. One is Wide Country. The other one was Going My Way, based on the Big Crosby movie from 1945. And uh, Wide Country, she met her boyfriend. His name was Andrew Prine. And I'll get to that in a moment. And uh, she was also in Death Valley Days. And her last TV role was Perry Mason. I watched that uh, the other day. And she, yeah, that was her. Yeah, for sure. And she was pretty good. That so that was her last role, and that was in 1964. And they aired that about probably a couple months. She died, you know, yeah, about two months. She did that, and uh, so she began dating uh, this actor. His name is Andrew Prine. He was uh, he was in a lot of TV shows, and uh, and uh, there was a problem with the the relationship and all that, and. Uh, but uh, uh, Andrew Prime was he was divorced and he wanted to see date other people, but Karen wanted him for himself, so you know how that is. And uh, so let's say that relationship was very troublesome from the beginning, okay? So, um, you know, then she started, uh, she has trouble, she had trouble with her weight, she began taking diet pills. Not very, not very smart, but they do that. And uh, so on November 28th, she had dinner with friends. Uh, one was actor Mud Goddard from Lost in Space. Uh, he just died re uh, recently, about, about a month or two ago with his wife, his then wife. And then they took her home and uh, he said he didn't, she didn't look good. No, she was acting and acting very peculiar. 
so they did that and then uh then a couple of people went to visit her uh two guys and then uh and then uh they went to visit her and they watched tv and then she you know and she fell asleep and then then she woke up and then uh you know and then she, and then they left and and uh, all of a sudden, and then a lot of people felt there was something wrong. Uh, she, they tried to phone her. She did not answer. And uh, uh, so Mark Gardner and his wife went to the apartment and they found her dead. You know, she was, uh, she was lying on the couch. And, uh, and apparently she died uh, from a drug overdose but the, the funny thing about it that it looked like she was strangled so someone just uh, you know committed murder and uh so her death was officially ruled a homicide now this was a mystery we want to know who did this who did this there was her boyfriend you know andrew prine they did question him nothing you know he was cleared and uh i think he had an alibi so uh we don't know who did that you know it's been unsolved uh, like that and so they were as the two men they were um went to see her uh they were they were cleared you know they were suspects first but uh and the men were um their names were it was a freelance writer his name was edward stephen rubin and the other one was actor robert hathaway they went to see her that uh so they were cleared and so it's still unsolved so we don't know what happened okay so um there was a crazy rumor that it had something to do with the assassination of john f kennedy but it was ridiculous, you know. That was just a ledge. And uh, uh, Irv Kupsonant was interviewed one day on Today Show, and he said, "No, that's ridiculous. It's stupid. It's yeah, nothing to do with that." You know, I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff because you know this happened sixty years ago. <clears throat> so, um, so we don't know what really happened. You know, this sounds like Marilyn Monroe, kind of like that. You know. There's all kinds of theories and crazy stuff like that. And uh, so um, so Irv and his wife, Essie Cupsonant, established a playhouse at, at Scheimer College. Uh, that's located uh, in Naperville, Illinois. And uh, it was originally, I think it was originally on the south side, and they named it after her, and it was like that. And... I think uh well they she had a brother jerry uh he's uh he was a producer uh director and producer he's sort of responsible for judge judy he did that okay and uh so he yeah so he produced a lot of shows mostly like uh you know, reality shows or like the court shows, you know, Judge Judy, Judge Joe, Joe Brown, that's incredible and all that. Uh, so, and, uh, well, he passed away in 20, uh, January 20th, 2019, but uh, I've 
there's uh, there's some information that is what is one his daughter, excuse me, Karen's niece is going to write a book about this. We'll see about that. Okay. <coughs> excuse me. So, um, like I said before, this case is unsolved. Remains a mystery. We don't know. We don't know what really happened to her. You know, so it's kind of sad what happened to her. It really was because uh, she wanted uh, to be famous, I guess. You know, but things didn't go her own way, and um, that's too, that's a shame. It really is. Okay. All right. Uh, next, I'm going to talk about my memories of Chicago uh, department stores that that sold uh, gift certificates. Before I do, uh, I'm going to go. Uh, the program will go into a commercial break, and uh, the commercial I'm going to play is a Christmas commercial from Carson Peary Scott, and it's from 1993. Yeah, I'm glad I found this. So just sit back and relax, and I'll be right back with the rest of the show. Thank you, everyone. Got any bright ideas for Christmas? We do. At Carson's, our great gift ideas just go on and on. We'll even wrap them free with your holiday purchase. How do you like that idea? Carson's, the right place for Christmas. Okay, everyone, I'm back. Hope you enjoyed the commercial for Carson. Uh, Carson Beery Scott, excuse me. You know, that was a Christmas commercial from 1993. I miss that store so much. It was wonderful. Same with Marshall Fields. Anyway, uh, my memories of gift certificates from those department stores in Chicago were very nice. You know, I used to buy them for my mom, you know, at Christmas, you know, I didn't know what to buy for her. And she usually yelled at me not to buy them. <laughs> you know how that is. You know, parents say that don't buy me anything. I have what I need. That is true in some cases, but you know, but it's Christmas and you have to buy something like that. Anyway, uh, I remember, like, I, buy, I bought them, uh, the first time I bought uh, gift certificates, uh, you know, from those places, uh, for example, was at uh, in Fort City uh, Mall on the southwest side. You know, like, for example, G.C. JCPenney, uh, Montgomery Ward, I, I think they sold them. Uh, Weebles, I'm sure Weebles had them. I used to buy those, and I bought them for my mom, or, like, you all the time, and uh, and I always find them on eBay. Sometimes, you know, some people have kept them; they never cashed them in. And the same thing goes for Marshall Fields. And uh, yeah, I just found one yesterday. And uh, so, it, sometimes we're like ten dollars, twenty dollars. I know it seems relatively small to today. You know, usually you buy like. 25, 50, 100, you know, like that. And uh, so a lot of department stores, like especially in downtown Chicago, like for example, uh, Marshall Fields, uh, Carson's, Litton's, 
uh, Charles A. Stevens, maybe that store, you know, like they, but not just, uh, <coughs> excuse me, not department stores, also bookstores. I saw one, you know, also Crock and Bertano's. Then uh, later on, they changed into gift cards. You know, time has changed. You know, trying to do away with the paper, you know, for environmental purposes. You have gift cards, you know, and gift cards are still around, you know. And if, they're used for everything, you know. And uh, not just stores, but uh, also coffee shops like Starbucks. I've seen them for uh, Amazon. Now it's Amazon, you know, you can give a gift for that. And uh, But my my personal opinion, I, I, I love the paper ones. And, you know, you can gift wrap them and they come in pretty colors. And, you know, the, the fonts look so cool like that. Oh, those are nice. I mean, gift cards are nice, but eh, <laughs> not the same. <laughs> Like that. And uh, I think I remember the last one I bought. Uh, was it a gift card or gift certificate? I think it was a gift certificate. Yeah, I think it was a gift certificate. It was at Carson's. It was it was okay at Chicago Ridge Mall. Yeah, no, now it's gone. And I bought one for my mom. And, you know, that was the last time I bought for her. That was like about maybe 10 years ago. Something like that. And, uh, yeah, she appreciated it because that was one of her favorite stores. She went there all the time, you know, because they had, like, good discounts, good quality, you know, anything, uh, clothes, you know. She misses that store very much. She really does. Yeah, it's an, and it's a shame, you know, like that. And, uh, you know, but as for Marshall Fields, you know, with the gift certificates, oh, that was a... Beautiful time at Christmas, you know, for Russia Fields. You know, if you get a gift certificate you buy, or buy a gift for someone. Of course, when you go down to State Street and look at the windows, you know, and you also, there's Uncle Mistletoe, <laughs> like that. That's a wonderful, lovely tradition. It really is. I might talk about that someday. We'll see. Um, so that's uh, my memories of that. <laughs> Okay, so I'll do a recap of what I talked about today. Uh, I talked about the unsolved case of actress Karen Cupsonit and my memories of Chicago department stores that sold gift certificates. Okay, uh, before I sign off, I want to mention—I forgot to mention one more thing. You know, uh, I'm still adding people in my group in Chicagoland, and uh, one time I cap, you know, I. Uh, cut out of, uh, how do you say that? He cut out a picture, a photo, like a screenshot of, uh, I had like a thousand people to add. Oh, that was rough, you know, but I managed to do that. Now there's more coming. There's about 200 more. <laughs> it's never ending. I'm taking my time, folks. You know, it's just me doing this. I have to approve. You know, I'm, I'm very happy that people want to join. I really am, you know, but I have to be very careful, you know, and it's growing, still growing. It's amazing like that. And uh, so I will continue to do so. Okay. Now, the podcast will be published later on today, uh, whatever, and it will be published wherever podcasts are available, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Also, it will be published on my blog, 
at www.bearingchicagoland.blog. Also, it'll be on my, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. It's the weather. Also, it'll be uh, ready on my YouTube channel. Uh, just do a search, Fan Chicago and Stories. People still ask me, where do I find your podcast? Where do I find it? Go to YouTube. That is the most easiest place to find it. Just hit subscribe. Do that uh, on the apps as well. And you'll get notified for a new episode. You can also listen to the past episodes I did. That's a lot. <laughs> also, be shared on my social media accounts. Facebook, X, uh, Instagram, uh, Threads, Reddit, and LinkedIn. LinkedIn, excuse me. Yeah, so it'll be a while. So it'll be probably this afternoon. It takes a t- it takes time, you know. So, well, that's it, folks. So I hope every so this is Picastanis, your host, Adventure Collins Stories. Uh, thank you for joining me. I had a great, uh, I had a good time. Excuse for the coughing. <laughs> you know, I always say that. Uh, I I think I have a head cold or something like that, and. Uh, so just everyone have a good day. It's not that bad. It's cloudy, but it's not that cold, you know, because yesterday was rainy and kind of dark and Londonish weather. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. But at least it's not snowing. And it's not frigid and it's not below zero. So thank goodness. You know, we're starting December on the right foot. I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that. Okay, so here's bye-bye for me, and here's a little traveling music from Ray Rayner saying bye-bye-bye. Take care, everyone, and so long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye.